Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Bam, Erickson here with After Buzz TV for Power Season 3, Episode 9, titled, I Call the Shots. Cornelia, I think you called the shots on Tasha and Ghost. Oh. <laughs> let's, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go. Drop it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Uh, hey. We're listening to the new song by Timmy. It's called, what is it called? Living Foul. Living Foul by hey. Timmy. Uh, I'm Bam Erickson. You can follow me on social media at Bam Erickson. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Canelia. You can follow me on all social media at Canelia. And I am your girl, Robin Ayers. You can follow me at Robin Ayers. Hey, guys. Janisha John here. Follow me all social media at Janisha underscore Miss VI. And what a privilege to have as our guest for tonight's woo, woo. episode. He is one of the executive producers and writers. Please welcome Mr. Yeah. Jimmy Lynn to the Everybody's Hey! Good to be here. <laughs> thank you, thank you. We have so much to talk about, so yes. let's just cut to the chit chase. Okay, now, Greg and Angela, I'm going to let you guys have this conversation. The only thing that I'm going to say, I want to address all women and men in this topic. Uh, so, women, listen. <laughs> Whenever you are having sex with a man, you need to make sure that you put your clothes on when you are done having sex. You need, If you're going to sleep there, you need to make sure that your purse is clutched to your chest because what happens when you are sleeping happens is what Greg did. Or, exactly if you, or if you are a man, fellas, do not put your underwear or your shorts on because you know what happens when you sleep. It's it's. It's erect. They can pull the pants down. They can still take the picture. <laughs> Put your clothes on or you need to get... Listen, you're not drunk anymore after you have sex. Call an Uber. Do what you got to do when you get the hell out the house. Do not sleep naked or sleep with someone at someone's house because what happens is what Greg did. I'm done. This So basically all I heard was that Bam be going through purses out here. No, 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 Bam does not go through purses. No, 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 no. My mother, listen, I've never gone through a woman's purse and I don't even check cell phones, which, you know, we had that conversation on Happy Hour. I don't check cell phones and I don't go through people's purse. Good for you, Bam. I do not do that. But what I'm saying is Angela is either a chicken head or she's not a chicken head or she's really she's really setting him up. But I'm just saying sleep with the purse clutched to your chest down or go home. How, don't fall asleep. How about you with sleep with bag? somebody you can trust? Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Janisha. But that, that just didn't happen all the time. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, ladies, if we're giving out advice, you might as well tell them like sleep with somebody you trust that Let you can know. like, you know, leave your bag around the place. If not, you don't need to be in the house spending all nights. I'm just saying. She's right. I agree okay. with that. She's right. But you know what? I'm just put I, your I was, clothes on. Put on. I don't care if you're She a disappointed me though. I don't care if you're wearing a turtleneck or a gown. You need to put your clothes back on if you plan to sleep in bed and boo up or go home. Angie's supposed to be from the hood, so it's like you gonna sit up there and leak. I mean, she's her peas are leaking. You she's know slipping. what I'm saying? She's like she's straight slipping. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Gary is Gary, what you got to say? Yeah. Sleep with people you trust. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, to me, I wouldn't put it past Angie to have done that on purpose. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. At this point, she's leaving the bag there. Yes, she knows Greg is still on this mad hunt for for ghosts even though he trying to get he kind of tried to give her that talk like you know I really believe you surveillance doesn't lie sure okay yeah. but i would not put it past her i'm not going to hold this against her as like a woman mistake but why did she okay could she have left the phone at her apartment yeah why is she checking the well, i guess like the- she the one piece of evidence that Greg needed, she right. left in her purse. She now, uh, now listen. That's what she should have slept with, and she should have clutched well, in her hand when she was. I agree with that, but here's the thing. I it's think. Small, did you did you see the look on her face when he was like, uh, "I basically, I'm not, I'm not looking for ghosts anymore." Mm-hmm. She almost felt relieved, like. And she's falling so for she's stuff like that before. Right now, she's vulnerable. I think that she's I, just like. Mm, you don't think so? I mean, I hear you. I still don't think that's an excuse. Like, girl, it's you not guys, an excuse. You girls, just, you guys aren't good yet. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. I I don't trust. I've never <clears> trusted <throat> Greg, and they've been through so much already. Why would you think that you can leave your, your belongings around his place? Yeah. I mean, if we, this is the same Angie that cloned Ghost's phone. Remember, exactly. like, Angie, remember that season? We were like, dang, she's stupid. And then she took she the like, phone in the bathroom right. and was like, mm-hmm, got you now. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I'm not putting it, I won't put it past her that she did that on Intentional. Okay. No, I think it's good that both of you, are like, everybody's wondering, did she do it on purpose? Did she not? I think that that's a good thing for our audience to be a perfect place where we want them to be. <clears throat> yeah. And we'll answer that question. One of the things we do on the show is, in an episode, we definitely want the audience to be asking a question, and hopefully next episode we'll answer that question for you. All right. Uh, and then mm-hmm. the final thing that I have to say is is I was really liking Greg, and I really felt, I was really compassionate for him because, you know, Angie did screw him over. But he went over to Mrs. Egan house. He's in the trash can. Like, I'm just, I'm not that, I'm not a nosy person. I, I'm not a snooper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I don't, I don't go through phones. I don't go through. I, I would never uh, go through to go through a woman's purse. Like he kind of lost me. I get it, but he's too damn nosy. But, mean, go ahead, Cornelia. I'm sorry. You, you no, know. I was gonna say. That, I mean, that's his job. I was just about, yeah, <laughs> he exactly. kind of have to, you know. Um, at this point, he's just doing some great detective work. I'm mad at that. <laughs> he's FBI. Is, is he FBI? He's, he's FBI. Yeah. FBI. Yeah. So, and he, but he's not on the task force. Yeah, but, but he's determined to get what yeah. he wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's gonna go through anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, remember remember from his own mouth, he was like, listen, this is a, a man. Now it's about business. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to find out the deal. So he's going to do, it's less about relationshipy. I'm going through your purse type of deal. More about I'm on a mission to find what I need to find. I but, agree. Agree. And then, <clears throat> but then towards the end of Greg's storyline of the episode, we now see that he saw Sandoval coming out mm-hmm. of the, uh, the apartment yes. that mm-hmm. he yes. was looking for. So... Maybe this does this shift or does this say to him, Angie and Mike are working together? Like that's a good question. That is, and I want to actually get into the Angie Angela Sandoval Sally who she was on the phone with. So 
Oh, my God. I was, like, freaking out. When Angela called Hugo's phone and Sandoval had the phone, I was like, oh, yeah. my, please don't say nothing. Just just don't even breathe. But the whole helicopter thing <laughs> was genius. It like, was. oh, my goodness. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, what? I was like, it was me on the phone. Just like, oh, my gosh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who is it? And they're both thinking, like, who's here? But we both that we, we both can hear. Yes, yeah. that we can both hear the helicopter. So that's going to be interesting how yeah. that unfolds. Very, very interesting. And so Angela was going through this whole thing, trying to figure out the plane ticket, the credit cards. She she got no information. Yeah. She was not able to get any information to figure it out. But on the other flip, on the flip of it, nosy as Greg was able to uh, get the information where the where this where the burner was purchased. And yeah. so then he follows he follows Sandoval, um, which. I almost thought for a second I was like Sandoval. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna walk away. But now, well, I, I remember when uh, I don't know who was it. Was it I don't know who was here. I forgot who we were talking to. Mm-hmm. But I said I think that Greg is gonna catch Sandoval, and I didn't know how. But this was interesting. I don't think he followed him there. I think mm-hmm. he was checking up yeah. on that he location. Was up on the location. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. he happened yeah. to see Sandoval walk out. Yeah, Lobos, so, yeah. I will say this, though. Did anybody catch Greg's reaction? Like, damn, like, he didn't want it to be Mike. He, like, so badly wants it to be Angela. Like, yeah. come on. Like, 100%. I, exactly, yeah. right? We say often in the writer's room, we go for A and you get B. We love to set up an expectation and then flip it. So we think we're going to deliver one thing we're telling you. Yeah. And then when you get there, we deliver you the second thing. So it's Ooh. going for A and getting B. Mm-hmm. We love Ooh, that about the writers. Yeah. But, you know... As smart as Greg is, Greg is also stupid. He actually may say something to Sandoval, and then Sandoval will be able to 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 use his power and and and. I don't think Greg that's stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's I, just my opinion. I, I think he may. I think he may actually say something to. Sandoval. Well, that's another great thing. Again, it's cool because we want to have everyone guessing. You know, mm-hmm. like will Greg screw up and say something that Sandoval will be on to him? You know, will Angela get to uh, whoever was at the end of that other phone? when she called or will Greg get to that person first we want to like that opening sequence I love too because it felt like a, a, a sense of paranoia we sent like oh mm-hmm. who the hell could it be around the room you know mm-hmm. and so it's good that we're all these questions are coming up because that's exactly what we want the audience to feel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay so anything, anything else real no. quick we, we're leaving out um, Cooper I was getting to that mm-hmm. yeah because Cooper yeah. is in the middle of all of this <laughs> And Cooper is low key still investigating, and he's he's still giving Mike information like, "Hey, look what I found." Yeah, yep. I, I think it, I think Cooper might be the one who who stumbles upon yeah. something because mm-hmm. we're just we're totally just xing Cooper out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not I'm not xing him out at all. Um, um, Cooper gave the information to Angela. Okay, before I get into that, I need Angela just one time to tell Cooper. To mind your damn business. <laughs> Angela is just walking down the hall, minding her business. Can I go pee? She, and where are you taking us so fast? I have somebody that I work with who's always so nosy, and uh, mind your business. <laughs> God damn. Oh, Cooper pisses me off. He's so nosy. But he's yeah. doing the job. Cooper is still at work. But <laughs> Cooper is working 24-7. He's like, who's yeah. in here? Yeah. <laughs> he wants to know. Yeah. But he reveals the information that um, they may be off the case for um, for the in- for the MJ investigation because it was revealed that um, it was revealed that uh, the information uh, damn. 
<laughs> Wait, which part? Um, he says that Isn't someone that uh, someone initiated a search in the prison system that was related to Lobos' whereabouts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the nugget is, it was done after we told everyone Lobos was dead. So right. whoever it was, obviously, was not one of us. One of right. So right. now, Angela and James, what's your take on that um, on that conversation? I mean. The, I expected the conversation to go the way it goes because, again, they broke up. Angie thinks it's one one reason, but she still low-key feels like uh, Ghost is hiding something. I only didn't like when she was like, I'm, let's get this taken care of so I'll never have to see you again. And then laugh. I'm like, girl, stop. Because y'all going to get back together. Like, just stop. Like, just whatever. But you really think, do you think they're going to get it, back together? I think, I think yeah. somehow they're going to make it better. I, I actually took it in a different way. Angela seems really pissed off at at Ghost and she's pissed off at herself because she put herself in a situation mm-hmm. and even Tommy made made the comment uh in last night's episode about um about uh Angela she's not so fucking smart you know she, uh, something about her right. being involved with with From, him in the first place and yeah. I really do think, like, at this point in time, she is, like, done with James. I think so, too. Yeah. I, think I think she's so. done. It's crazy you say that again. It's a great thing where, you know, we, the audience, watching the show, are like, what is she going to do? Will she go back to him? Does love conquer all? Or is she going to be like, I'm going to go get that motherfucker, and I'm going to put a nail in his coffin, I'm going to growl, you know? <laughs> and we're, again, with there's those two options. And the cool thing about what Courtney does and with the show is that she, again, asks that question, and then it's really through her and her decision – Will I get them? Will I let them get back together, or will she actually be woman on fire and go get him and and you know take him down? And that's the question that our audience is looking in and, and sort of leaning into answering. And trust me, we will answer that question. Nice. How how does Angela know Jamie's lawyer Proctor? Remember, because they they interacted in court. <laughs> Remember, they had the showdown where he pulled out yeah. the okay. uh, the, the yeah. sketch and yeah, yeah. he really shut her down. He's the one who you know who nailed the coffin for her. In yeah, and, and to, to what you were saying, as far as like if they get back together or not, or just happen to fall in bed or something like that, <laughs> I think it's going to be one of those situations where you know where both people feel vulnerable yeah. at any given moment. Right now, they're vulnerable, but on two different parts. Like they're not even on the same. They can't even sit there and be in agreement. Like yes, we you know it's about to go down. He's like, no, we got this. It'll be all right. We're safe. And she's like, no, you don't understand. So mm-hmm. there's this tension and this resistance. Um, of, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think that they're right now vulnerable together. That's well said because you're right. At this moment in time in the season, in the series, that's exactly where they are. And then, of course, because the series will change, that, in fact, will change too, either mm-hmm. for better or worse. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. Um, anything else on Angela and James and that little conversation? Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Kanan, Tariq, and Dre. <laughs> <sighs> Goodness, On the count of three, let's all uh, huh. One, two, three. Uh, okay, so in my notes, Dre, kill Kanan before he kills your black ass. That's all I have to say. Okay. <laughs> I agree with him. No, no, no. <laughs> should. Yeah. No, no, no. But, but again... Dre it, is looking at Kanan as the OG. If who you cares? Just shoot his ass. <laughs> you can you can shoot him at Del Taco. Nobody would not care. That's a West Coast restaurant. Oh, is it? Okay, White Castle. NY. Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> but no, like. Dre is still street cold. He's still a street dude. Yeah, he wears the cardigans and the suits, you know, but 
at the end of the day, if he kills Kanan, he will be the dude who killed Kanan. So also, I, yeah, good note. Also, the, the kryptonite for uh, Dre is his kid. You know? Yes. yes. That's yeah. the thing. You know, yeah. if he makes that move, he feels really vulnerable that that will happen. But I love what you just said. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's, here's something that was uh, foretelling to mm-hmm. me. The moment that Kanan said, you don't, you don't, he said, you don't got no option. Yeah. Dre was looking kind of like, do I? Do I not? It was something that was like, going in his head like I don't know well, you don't even know like maybe he's got something yeah. up and I'm hoping to God he's got something up his sleeve because I'm gonna be pissed off I feel like if this were Milan he could fear it a little bit yeah. more because you see the goons they're they're apparent you yeah. know they're around but right now it's just Kanan so I, I understand what you're saying as far as like it's just Kanan just take him out but at the end of the day yes his kid is on the line what if it doesn't go right Kanan you know that's the OG from the hood he's probably got all these other little dudes who will come after me well you know I, will, <laughs> I can go all day with this one but uh, no. He Kanan has been by himself the entire time for it, with this, with the exception of his cousin Ju- uh, Jukebox. So I mean, ain't nobody checking him. Nobody don't. But Dre don't know that though. I, I okay, I understand. Dre <laughs> right. really don't know that. But on the but on the serious side, Robin, what you were saying is, yeah, you know, there was a, there were moments where I actually felt sorry for him because um, when he went to when Dre went to Tommy and said, listen. I'm just trying to be down. I, I felt where he was coming from because all of Dre's life, he's always been a part of a circle, whether if it's the football team or if it's the goons, uh, the Jamaicans, he's always had a circle. So he's not used to being by himself. Mm. So I understand him wanting to to be a part of something. And so now that maybe he's on Tommy's good graces, being that he did what he did, what we're going to discuss later, mm-hmm. will he now feel so vulnerable? Will he now feel like he's a part of something so he can man up and fucking shoot Kanan? Well, I love what you said about, you know, you're looking at Dre wondering if he's going to make the move or not and he's vulnerable in that moment and what will he do, will he or won't he? Because I I agree with you and I like that our audience, I think, is feeling that way. Like, are you going to step up to him? Are you going to take him out? What Mm -hmm. are you going to do? And I like what I heard you just say is that you want him to and I think that's a really good thing. Mm -hmm. I, to to chime in with what everyone's saying because I agree with you and I also agree with you on some points, Bam. Um, I think that Dre reminds me so much of like Ghost in some sense where he kind of is a, like, a little collective like he sits there and he processes stuff and then he has all these little I guess it's working up like he has these things the wheels turning up here and he's like planning something that we don't know mm-hmm. he always kind of comes in clutch yeah. you know and so um, I kind of feel him even just we see his interaction with Tariq and saying certain things like yo be careful with Slim he just he has his, his guards up he knows he's I think he's working on something and we'll just have to see I like that he went to go to talk to Tommy and that kind of showed me okay his <laughs> intentions are good and he's still to me team ghost so I feel like he's going to come through clutch in some shape or form 100% and then that's great that you feel that way because the way that uh, Courtney and the writers room has crafted him is that we want um, to him sort of be walking in uh, ghost shoes and coming mm-hmm. up yeah. behind him right and like you just said he actually at that moment where he's thinking about it it's a good thing because he's very ghost-like there, where Tommy is a reactionary person. He just, like, takes action without thinking it through, right? Yeah. And so it's good that you're seeing that, in fact, he's sort of shaping himself in the uh, eyes of a ghost. Yeah. He better hurry before he dies. <laughs> uh-huh. That's good. That's well, well good yeah. point. He yeah. needs to buy a burner phone and fake text ghost like, Kane yeah. in the lock! <laughs> <laughs> Throw the burner in the trash. Yes. <laughs> Good plot point. Yeah. He like, help. I saw him. Take a picture. Send it to him. He, he, he with your son. Yeah, he right here. And then, 
And then throw the burner phone away. Speak. Oh God, that was good. Speaking of Tariq, um, boy needs spanking. Does anybody have a belt? Spanking. I mean, just grab the closest belt and whoop his ass. So now he's at the store on Harlem, stealing Jordans. Mm-hmm. Why Tariq? That's what you think. Well, Tariq. He's a sheltered kid. You know, th- this is a perfect example where you need to bring your kid and let him hang around their hood cousins every yeah, like, every other week. <laughs> you know, he, like, let him hang with them and then take them back home because Tariq is like, you used to steal, and then uh, Kana was like, mm, and then he was like, I'm gonna steal too, and then takes the shoes. Like I just can't. Tariq gives me anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> he does. Me too. But here's the thing. So. Tariq is very upset with his dad, obviously, because he sat there watching the man, right? He is watching the man in career day, talking about how he owns clubs and stuff. So he's got that picture, but he's like, hmm. Pulls out his phone right then and there. Like, that's in your face. Like, yeah, and I'm a text Canaan. Oh, my goodness. Like, that to me says something underneath. Like, he's acting out like he's mad at his dad. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. Again, you know, you feel like uh, for the Tariq character, you feel that he's definitely moving away from Ghost as the father figure and moving towards Canaan as the father figure. And the kid is tired of being lied to. And you know, when you're a kid and you're a teenager, you sort of idolize your parents. And when you see them fail, you hate them or you grow to hate them. And so Tariq is definitely moving in the direction of the streets, mm-hmm. of the hood, with Kanan. And we'll see how dark that will get. Yeah. Mm. I just wish that Dre or somebody would just whisper to Tariq, be like, yo, that is Sean's pops, you know? Mm-hmm. So that he could be like, oh, wait, what? What's going on I here? I think it's going to come out. It Buy the burner to. phone and <laughs> send him a fake text. So you said that's going to come out? I, I can't confirm <laughs> that that will come okay. out or not, but that's a really good idea. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I think it should come out. Because <laughs> uh, I think that's a game changer. I got to say this, yeah. though. Kanan, I mean, I know he's got, like, enemies out here in these streets, but look, Kanan is playing that role. He yeah. is doing a good job. Like, yeah. um, he's like, yeah, that's how you prove you want respect. You want respect, don't you? I mean, he is yeah. playing Tariq, that role. Oh, my like, name. Goodness gracious. So I just had to I say mean, that he played quick. Tariq, and he played the shit out of Dre when he told him, he was like, what? So, um, he said something like, you, uh, I'm alive, and so if you tell, if you tell Ghost, uh, Ghost is gonna know that you knew, so now what you gonna do? Yeah. So like, I own you, you slave. Totally. And he was like, get out of here. Yeah, oh, that made me mad. He was like, yeah, all right, yeah. go. Ah, like mm-hmm. so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, Cantos, Karen. <laughs> Can we just um, say that Ghost is a G for doing what he did? I'm sorry. That was <laughs> totally. He <laughs> blew him up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I have to, Petty, my alter ego, Petty Pablo, has to come out just for a second. Um, there was an issue that I had with Cantos. So, Cantos had his only copy of Stern's guest list that he gave to uh, James. Right. A club promoter has multiple copies of your moneymaker. Cantos would not have only one copy of a guest list that is your moneymaker. Like that's just like that's like um, that's like uh, a PR person not having a list of their clients. Like that just didn't seem authentic to me. That he would be stupid enough to not have 
A backup copy. Yeah, I think well, I think the way we were thinking about it is that the, all the rest would have been erased, and he mm. just got the one. Like mm. that, he took care of that. He knew that there were others, and they mm. were got rid of. Okay, and so then they had the one. Not to mention, not to mention that Ghost dropped him out of nowhere, mm-hmm. so he didn't even have. I don't think like it's a situation where everything was kind of locked up. I felt like their relationship, their relationship seemed to have been growing, and there was a lot like a lot more trust maybe in Canto's eyes mm-hmm. towards Gold. I mean, towards Jamie. So I just kind of feel at that moment he got dropped. He got kicked out and it was like oh I'm yeah, caught right. off that's guard and kind of kicked out on my butt so it's like yeah, yeah. that's where I think it came from but that's what, yeah, too. I agree go ahead Robin do you think that moment was really about the guest list I hear you uh-huh. but I'm saying do you Thank think you. it's really about the guest list though it looked to me like he was flexing kind of mm-hmm. like I came in here to really show you I landed on my feet baby boy yeah. like I'm, with, I'm working yeah. with these people over here now you know yeah. what I mean I want to you now. Yeah. yeah exactly uh, you, you make a good point also when when Cantos flexed and said, basically, I know all your shit. When Ghost went to the club and did what he did and took the them little them little pop tarts down, yeah. he said to Cantos, he says it's a good thing you weren't. It's a, it's a good yeah. thing that you weren't here because all your secrets. What's his secrets? Oh yeah, you'll you'll get to hear them, but I can't tell you. Okay. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> Robert, you like just he said was like running prostitutes. That was back in the yeah. day. Yeah. yeah, that's part of his stuff. Yeah, I was hoping you can give us a little bit more. No, I okay. can't give you that. But Robin, what you said is great. Is that Ghost obviously was flexing and he orchestrated that Cantos wouldn't be there so that again he would put Cantos in his pocket and Cantos and owing something to him letting him know that I got shit on you mm-hmm. yeah. and if you dial me out I'm taking you down yeah yeah. yeah. I, I do actually like the way Cantos came back because at first I thought I don't really know if he's gone he don't need to come back yeah. but that was a great way to, to bring, bring him, him back, back in yeah. so now he can just kind of pop in periodically because mm-hmm. they'll probably need him again at some point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I liked how um, that their interaction when even when when Kanto spoke to Ghost Ghost didn't flinch. He was just kind of like, okay, <laughs> I got you. You know, mm-hmm. I, I really like the interaction. It yeah. just it, it was dope. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, then uh, any talk, any thoughts on um, um, you know with Karen and the black tie? I like obviously knew that the black tie would obviously lead to uh, next week's season finale. I just thought that was a great transition to. Ghost to say, oh, what a pity, what a shame. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he rubs it and Karen's all distraught or whatever, you know, because, you know, what she thought was gold now is is burned. Yeah, I think something is going to come up with these nightclubs, too. Because if you remember, everything that, every time Ghost says something is okay and he names the <clears throat> item that's in the, that's in the pocket, something goes wrong. Like, he said, when he was sitting down with Tasha, he said something like, she was like, well, you got everything you want. He was like, yeah, in a, in a little while, we'll have nothing but legit money, international mm-hmm. clubs, big balling. And so, like, when he was saying it, I was like, whoop, the club's gone. <laughs> because every time he says something like that, or every time he gets comfortable with his situation, mm-hmm. it blows up in his face. And let's not remember season one. Uh, let us let us not forget in season one, the big showdown in the club during season one, Holly got shot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's another big showdown next week for the finale. Mm-hmm. So it's bound to happen that somebody's going to die again. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, Oof. the finale is great. Mm-hmm. So it's really a great uh, ending of the third season. And, um, you know, I, we always sort of build to these finales that have great set pieces. <coughs> and then some stuff goes down in it. So we're not, you're not going to be disappointed. It's mm-hmm. a good one. We deliver. Okay, so I'm going to move quickly. So, um, okay. Is Keisha dead? Why didn't uh, why didn't why did why did why why did I just like get the reaction? That you know, when I said, okay, not the same thing, but it's always I like yeah. to read people very well. Yeah. Uh, how come Tasha didn't go to the brook to the Bronx and just mm-hmm. knock on knock on the door and see where she at? Mm-hmm. I don't touch the bullshit. She was probably like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, what? I'm calling her. Yeah, she yeah. was like, exactly. are you good? I don't yeah. know. But no, it, but the, seriously, if if her co-worker says she didn't show up to the shop, 
after y'all just had the talk, something is up. I mean, when somebody don't come into work, even if you work a nine to five, if somebody doesn't show up and they're used, they're usually showing up on time the same time every day and you don't hear from them, mm-hmm. that's alarming. Yeah. So a call yeah. to me, that, that wasn't enough. A text goes, wasn't yeah. enough, a call wasn't yeah. enough, yeah. and then it, after you did yeah. both, you should have gone and checked. And yeah. especially, so, I mean, it's one or two options. She either took the $500,000 and she left or Tommy walked into the uh, to the hair shop. You did see that, right? And yeah. we don't know what happened. Exactly. So I'm reading you right now. No, I'm All not right. giving anything. Okay. <laughs> uh, Courtney will kill me. Right. No. Don't okay. face, Garrett. Yeah. Don't face. Don't, um, don't tell us. Okay, now I have to drag Tasha. Okay, so Tasha fucked up. With, the, with what? She fucked up rarely. So... Ghost comes over to the house. They have a moment, and he lays all this information out. And she he says, literally lays all he lays of it everything out. out. And she goes, "You were right. You were right." So then they we'll we'll talk about the the makeup sex. We'll talk about that in a mm-hmm. second. But after all of that, he goes and gives inf- information about Milan, and then she goes and calls Tommy, and then tells him, "You are the reason that." Now the shit is about to defend. If you would have kept your your mouth closed and uh-huh. trusted them, the man who has always like okay, let's let's look at it in this perspective. Ghost has always taken care of you and your kids. He's always he's smart, he's strategic, he's always had a plan, and he's never done anything to to harm you. So now all of a sudden, you and your feelings about Milan, Milan wanted you dead way before you even knew it. Okay, and so for you to now get into your feelings, and then you're gonna call Tommy. The man who's had your back all of this time, now you're just going to call. T- I, no, no, no. But I'm no, going to drag go I'm, I'm going to drag her by her brown <laughs> wig and I'm going to okay, just... Okay, now all of that, you made some valid points. However, Ghost has always protected the family, but nobody has ever infiltrated the house. Oh, Milan came you. in the house and threatened, the, and threatened the kids. And her. Ooh, I just got ready. She got the auntie voice. I got the auntie, got the the auntie voice. Now listen, it's the truth. <laughs> I'm like, it's the truth. Then. No, but... Tasha has never been in this situation before. She's seen Ghost handle everything. Ghost pull her outside with fear in his eyes. And yes, said, yes. This isn't like Canaan. She asked him, is he scary like Canaan? He said he's worse. He eats people. He <laughs> eats people. So this isn't just a regular situation. You you honestly thought that Ruiz and, and Ghost's plan was good because the whole time I was like, this plan is shoddy. They're going to find out both of them are done. So when she called Tommy, I was like, thank you. Because the minute he would have found out that something was up with Ruiz. Let's say Ruiz did go to the feds, and then they would have found Milan and arrested him. You think Milan goons ain't gonna kill Ghost, Tasha, exactly. Tariq, and Tommy, Raina, Tommy, everybody? Hmm. That was a shoddy plan. You I know what's so great it. about? I love what your your conversation together though with the dialogue because it is exactly what we want as the writers' room for you to have. Is did the character do the right thing or did they not? Did Tasha do the right thing by calling Tommy or didn't she? And it's all subjective. It's right. like how do you perceive it, and so it's great. This is exactly the kind of thing we want to come from the scene. Okay, um, so then, do you think that? Ruiz, when he, they were in the car with Tommy, do you think he should have gave hand signals like, shut up, shut up? Like, do you think Ruiz should have... Ruiz dropped the ball a couple of times in this episode. Um, <laughs> yes. Number one, when he came out of the, the, the bathroom and he didn't wash his hands and he started going like this to his teeth. He, he dropped the ball. I was like, come on, Ruiz. Um, but yes, also, like, 
the fact that okay, well, first of all, what I noticed it when he Ooh. walked in, Tommy was talked or his name was actually mm-hmm. mentioned. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, his name was mentioned um, in the whole little meeting or whatever. But I think he was so lackadaisical about the whole situation, and maybe that was good for him. Maybe that's the streets coming out. But I feel like yeah, when he was in the car, like he didn't take off the button, or we, at least we didn't see that. So he's having this full blown conversation with him in the car, and I'm like, yeah, that's incriminating, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think he. I mean, the he ball. did. He did warn warn him, and he did say something like, "Hey, you know, it's been a long night." Right. But I just felt like it wasn't enough. Tommy, you're getting ready to die. You better. But he couldn't say to Tommy, "I'm wearing a bug," because Tommy <clears throat> does. Because so he say, "I'm wearing a bug." Tommy don't know if he's trying to take Tommy down. Tommy doesn't know if he's trying to take Milana. You know what I mean? The, Tommy would have killed him anyway. Yeah, he would have yeah, died. Okay. And he couldn't yeah. have said he was wearing a, a wire. I, w- I mean, yeah, I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> My thing is, though, I, I'm not, you know, familiar with that kind of technology. Is it something that he could have taken off and that was already pre-recorded? You, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would have just never gotten yeah. in the car, like what you said with the thing. Yeah, or, I mean, technically he was supposed to have it on before he got into the meeting. He could have actually taken it off. That's what I feel And like. threw it out the window. Or something. Or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't weigh in on that, but that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> what's your... Oh. No, go ahead. You're going back. What's your thoughts on the the makeup sex between between Tasha and Ghost? I mean, we called Ooh. that in episode. Did. We did. Yeah. 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 Y'all, yeah, you ladies yeah. called it. You yeah. know, it's interesting to see Tasha have this sort of flip because all of us. I mean, she was <clears throat> so strong, and everybody was commenting on how strong Tasha was in the beginning, and she just seemed like she had it all together. But this episode, probably for the past couple of ones, we're now able to see how she's like really looking at him again as like her husband, and you know that whole like protective you know guy who she married but with everything going on and when he came to the house and laid everything out on the table i think she's i think she's just like she needs a hug she's She's lonely lonely. she's tired she's vulnerable lonely all of that all of it yeah i I think a ghost earned it with tasha you know i mean they have such history together their family is the father of her children he has showed up for her in so many different ways as you pointed out earlier and it's, they're both vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, both of them are beautiful. So why not smash? Yeah. I agree. And it's a yeah. good point. Yeah. Yeah. It is the father because it's still technically her husband. Yeah. yeah. You know, whatever. But I, I will say this. You know, going back to what we mentioned earlier about Tasha calling uh, Tommy, I do think that for this entire season, so we've seen Tasha basically focus on making sure that the kids were good and that they had some, you know, they had something saved away. They were good, regardless of what goes down with this mm-hmm. ghost situation. Because ghost has not been ghost. Ghost has been Jamie, ghost, one second. He's been all over the place. Yeah. So That's I feel like, point. yeah, technically she was, I don't, I would would have hoped that she wouldn't have called Tommy, you know, you know, be just having sex with, with ghost. And it was such an intense sex scene. Mm-hmm. But I feel like... We see her go back to that character of making sure her and her kids are good because at this point, Milan threatened them and she has to make sure that they're good. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, I was kind of happy to see her play both both sides. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where's Mama? Uh, she, uh, She's coming and find out in the finale, isn't she? Again, cannot okay. confirm. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys get from the look that Tasha had while she was laying there with Ghost right after? She had this very interesting thing going on with her eyes, and what? what before what did he you told her the info, or after? Before. This before. is right after. He was smiling, and she was there like <laughs> she was doing this whole like I didn't know what, what did to I get just from do? that. Yeah. I think what do we want? You know, I think that we got like 
uh, sort of the fantasy of what they used to be. You know, like after they had sex, mm-hmm. this is the idea that, wow, we did have a lot together. We do share a lot together. They certainly have a lot of chemistry together. Mm-hmm. It's sort of reminiscing and nostalgic about what we could be. But what you could be and what's happening right in front of you are two different things. Mm-hmm. They're like two worlds colliding. Yeah. So she's torn between both worlds. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's true, because that's as soon as they had sex... The first thing I thought was after I thought Ghost wasn't shit, and then I was like, "That's true," because the the fans of the show always argue: Did Ghost ever love Tasha? Yeah. Or was this ever was this just a lie? So after that, I was like, "They did love each other. Yes. Like yeah. there was love." So yes. this whole he never loved her, whatever. I was like, "No, that's not true." I agree with you. I think there that uh, he does love her, and actually that look that he looks back at her in the bed. Mm-hmm. I think they both saw in each other uh, what's what they once had the yeah. fantasy, mm-hmm. yeah. if you will, of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else uh, on Tommy Ruiz uh, Dre comes in and he brings the car he brings the stolen car so that he's left but obviously um, or did you guys um, are you guys kind of leaving it open to whether if Ruiz was actually wearing the bug or not because it's assumed that he had the bug and that they hurt they hurt the whole entire conversation and so now Dre and uh, and, and Andre our toast yeah you'll we actually go into and answer that later okay. and so we again want you to have that question of what the hell just happened mm-hmm. where yeah. are we you know and yeah. and we'll sort of tease it out in the next episode yeah okay and then finally before we go um ask questions about you and your career and as the the writer and executive producer we have to discuss tommy and ghost mm. so uh, the first thing in my notes is in the very first scene when they're having the the, the banter back and forth I saw a flashback, and I think I tweeted. I was like, I thought you guys don't do flashbacks. It was We rarely do. It, Courtney makes an incredible rare exception, and in that case, yes. Okay. But also, I think that was a flashback to something we had seen before. Exactly. something we've never seen. A hundred percent. That's her rule. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I, I did think the same thing, though. Okay. Ben. Yeah. I, I, I thought that conversation happened when he was actually in the warehouse. Which conversation? Um, when he, when the, the flashback. I mm. thought it was the conversation of what really happened uh, as Ghost was asking him why you didn't, um, when he was questioning, well, you can call Ruiz, but you can't call me, and mm-hmm. I called you last night, and mm-hmm. then he says, oh, I was at the, the warehouse oh, with, yeah. so that's what I thought that flashback was of. Yeah, but it, yeah, it was, but it was still, like, current. It okay. wasn't like right. Tommy and In Ghost, 19 mm-hmm. years old. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so now they're both lying to each other. Okay, they're both lying to each other. And um, what's your thought on the dynamics of this relationship? You know, um, they're both lying. Tommy's upset because he found out about the whole situation with Ruiz. There's there's so much. Um, I just want to just ask you guys, what's your take on Tommy yeah. and Ghost? I loved the moment where he came. Uh, Tommy came to Ghost and he said, Milan knew that you followed me. Yeah. Um, and so that whole interaction was great. It's rare that we catch Ghost just like mm-hmm. kind of stunned a little mm-hmm. bit or whatever, taken aback. But we are kind of seeing the tables turn where Tommy mm-hmm. is getting this sort of power on top of Ghost that I think, I feel. Um, but what I love, too, is that usually for Ghost you know hence his name he usually has a stone face where you can kind of not read what he's saying Mm -hmm. and then Tommy on the other hand he's looking like I know you're lying like you know what I mean it's just kind of this thing that I'm reading in his face but I think it's so interesting yeah no I I, 
it to me it's just sad, man. You know, it, it's sad that it has gotten to this point where not only the tables have turned, like Robin, Robin said, but they're starting to become this um, this disdain for for Ghost and, and for and for what he's doing, and mm. and, it, and it's just. It's just like disrespectful because if I'm telling you that this man said he would harm me, your family, right. you, everybody you love, and you still at it and keep me out of the loop, like what else do I have to tell you? At that point, it's starting to, to me. And Tommy will question, "Were you even my friend or, or or not?" And then he and when he said to him, "I chose you over Holly. You mm-hmm. better cho- choose yes. me." I was like, "Oh Lord." Yeah. Okay. Okay, and I normally drag ghosts, but I'm actually going to defend him. I think it's better to keep whatever his plan is to himself because Tommy is working on the other side, but obviously he's doing it for his own for his own reasons. I think that they should keep whatever ideas and plans that they have, they need to keep them separate until the very, very last minute. Mm-hmm. And then do what they have to do to, to kill them. But I think they should keep it separate. I'll tell you, I, I agree with you in the sense, um, of both of you actually, uh, is that the thing I like most about their relationship and where it's going in this season is that these are two guys who grew up together, brothers, right? Mm-hmm. And we've really put them through so many different things. And you're right, at this moment in time, can they trust each other? So both men are right in the scene. Both men are right for lying, if you will, because both mm-hmm. men think that they know what's best for the other. Mm-hmm. And honestly nobody know what's best for you because you have no idea what how the cards are going to play out exactly. and we're going to dramatize that in the next episode is you know these two guys can they ever really come back from all the damage they put each other through can they ever get back to what they were and that's you know i think that's a great question to ask all of us in the audience that's watching when you have relationships with people either they be romantic or platonic or familial when you do damage to them if you set trauma through them and you go through all of this hell when you get to that point, is there is it irre- irreparable? Mm-hmm. Can you go back? And again, that's a, th- a question that we'll answer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something for me, I don't know if it's a gut instinct. I just kind of feel like Tommy has his, like you said earlier, has his own agenda. I kind of feel like he's not working for Milan. Um, red lips, yeah. I, I kind of feel like he's not working for Milan. He's working for himself. Mm-hmm. And for some strange reason, for ghosts, because he always comes back to ghosts. So something for me, just I, I, I don't think he's there all in with Milan. I, I, I love your romantic yeah. pull to that, that you believe in love and friendship, because that's that's a really good angle to come from. Mm-hmm. I agree. Even last week when they were in the car, mm-hmm. they were having this conversation, they were looking straight ahead, and they were promising each other no more secrets. It was almost as if, no more secrets, no more secrets. Mm-hmm. Okay. When they... Mm-hmm. You know what happens is you have these relationships and these promises to each other, and then life happens. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you just said that, that that's what they said to each other, no mm-hmm. more secrets, no more secrets. And what did they do? Secret secrets. Yeah. It's because you have the best intentions to have these things go as they as you want, you know, and then they obviously life happens and, and things take a different turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I like that final conversation when, they, when, when uh, Tommy came to truth mm-hmm. and he said, and Ghost was like, I'm never gonna I'm always gonna want out like I want out I'm always gonna want this and I'm sorry I don't know what to tell you I like that interaction because again 
ghost he wants out mm-hmm. Tommy wants in so right there I was like well he told you and to me it was like ghost giving him the finger like yep. here here you go bye I don't care yeah. mm-hmm. I've, I've always thought it was so interesting the irony of the club truth because yeah. everything comes out at truth yeah. everything <laughs> happens at truth and we yeah. find out so many uh, things yeah. there and, yeah. and why are they having this conversation at truth when it's basically it's bugged. bugged watched everything mm-hmm. it's, it's bugged Maybe that's why Tommy went back immediately and said, we got to kill ghosts. Because he knew uh, Milan was listening and he didn't want to mm. leave any gap or space I'm, between yeah. the time period you, so he can Tom, think about it. Tommy's Maybe that's up why. to something. <laughs> and I, I not, really do I think it's now. not right. for Milan. Right. I, I agree I with that. Now. I don't think that line, we got to kill ghosts, is really what he yeah, means. Yeah. I think yeah. that Tommy really feels like he got a plan. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that, that I agree. Um, and I know you have questions. My I, I, This whole Milan thing, um, I get and I understand that his life was so entangled that he wasn't able to focus. But for Milan to just come in out of the clear blue sky, he there was no background check. There was nothing about him. And then all of a sudden, he's this big guy who's has the whole entire city of New York feared. It just doesn't seem quite... Authentic to me. What our intention was is the idea that Milan is such a big bad, if you will, after Lobos. We wanted to create another big bad that was more insidious, yeah. you know, more quiet, more ghost-like, if you mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. If you look at the sort of like shadows of each other, yeah. Milan and Ghost. And the idea that someone could infiltrate your life, which is realistic, and especially if you research drug dealers and stuff like that on the, on the high end, mm-hmm. um, is that he infiltrated his life, and he's a smart man. What we did, what we hope to do, have done, is off-screen, Milan made it sure that his fingerprints as the big bad was nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. So he ghosted ghost, if you will, in that. And so that's how we as writers in mm-hmm. the room sort of uh, planned that out. Uh, but we didn't show that on screen that he did that. Like he, he did a background, you know, yeah. erase or anything. But that's what our intention was. Okay. And even so, he wouldn't. I'm sorry, real quick. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't do that. If a security company comes to you and you check their website, the website is dope. They can list some clients. We've supported exactly. X, Y, and Z. You're not going to double back and check in yeah. them again because they're the security company. I would think so because Ghost He's not just a drug dealer. Like, he has the potential to actually be Lobos had he not wanted out. So, he's just, I felt, I feel like. This is James. But also, you know, the thing you're saying about that mm-hmm. is that Ghost uh, or James St. Patrick both actually off screen did look into those security things mm-hmm. and they just always checked out. And if, like, I don't know, if, like, you know, there's mail fraud where yeah. these websites that you're talking about, that there are uh, websites that say there's something and they're just super clean. They look real. So th- I'm sure that the character off screen did go and double check it and it all ran clear or he would never hire them. And we see that Milan is sharp. <laughs> like, yeah. this dude is yeah. like, he. Yeah. Dots his eyes and crosses his T's, so it's yeah. it's kind of hard to, to kind of have him slip up on something like that. So, I really want to know what the process is like in the writers' room. Yes. So, what when you guys come together, you just hashing out all these ideas. The other thing is like, do you literally have to be the character, or like, do you say, okay, you take Tommy and Ghost this episode, I take Angela? You know, how does that work? Yeah, no, we're all involved in in all of the characters together. Um, it, it basically comes out at the beginning of the season. Courtney comes in, you know, who created the show, and uh, we talk about the stories that excited us the previous season, the threads, the the storylines that we feel 
we have promised the audience, and we, I love that you guys love the show so much, and it's so <laughs> we're so appreciative of it. But we, as storytellers, get excited about the the threads or the seeds that we planted the season before, mm. and what we promised you as an audience. Mm. You know, how is this relationship going to prosper? How do we want it to prosper as storytellers? How are we going to flip it? You know, a big term in the room that we like is to make sure that we st- tell stories that are. Uh, surprising yet inevitable. So we want to set something up again that where we create an expectation, like this is a relationship. Lakeisha is a great example. Mm-hmm. What will happen? We saw Tommy go forward. Uh, did she cut out with the cash? Did he take her out? What's going on? That's a storyline that obviously we'll have to um, fulfill our promise to the audience next season. You know, next season. I'm oh not no! To wait. Yeah, oh, no, there's okay. some stuff that happens next episode, okay. but you know, what, it's a storyline that we're going to move forward. We have to decide as storytellers in the room when we gather, mm-hmm. what stories do we feel we need to service the next season, and where do we want them to go? And Courtney, as the creator, is very open uh, to hearing what all of our opinions are, and then as sort of um, a sieve, she just basically the ones that really resonate with her will catch, and she'll go, "Yeah, that's the one. Let's mm-hmm. do that." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quick question. Yeah. Um, you know, you just like, mentioned giving the audience what they want. You know, yeah. um, I know power friends are serious. You know, they're always online. They're mm-hmm. always voicing how they feel. They do it on our on our uh, after show too. So, you know, do you guys take into consideration what they're saying when creating these storylines? You know, I know that um, as storytellers, we try to stay honest and true to the characters. So mm-hmm. I think I would say no, only because we don't want that influence okay. to influence our story. We want you to react to the story that we, as a room, want to tell. And which is so great, though, because I love when people have hate for characters or shows or like, <laughs> kill this. But, it's you know, real. it's Exactly. But it's real because we're that means we're doing our job yeah, right. Exactly. And that's what people fell in love with in the first place, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Whose decision um, was it? Always uh, the, uh, the 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 for the decision for Holly to die so soon. You know that's a really good question. We as a room again um, talked about what what we wanted. How did that relationship? Where did we see that relationship going? And there was a lot of discussion, heated discussion. You know, we have really passionate fights in the room and and talks about what we want to happen. And we felt as a group that that relationship ran its course. And you know. Um, we get that moment that you just said, you picked Holly over me. That's mm-hmm. super powerful. Very. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so that was something we knew we wanted to write to. And how do we take a character who winds up doing what Tommy did this season with her and finding out that she was pregnant and all that? How does that affect him as a man? And how is he going to deal with that um, as a man in the following seasons? And we'll get into that uh, as we move forward. Specifically, when you're writing for a particular character, what is your process? Do you embody them? You know, I mean, I was saying to you when I was a young young person I started out as an actor and and so um when I'm writing I definitely dialogue is one of my big things and I'm always like I demise no what if you know it's act as if and I always say that I love you know my only obligation is to tell stories and have characters live truthfully under imaginary circumstances Mm -hmm. so for me Tommy comes very easily because I grew up in Hell's Kitchen in the 70s very violent, crazy neighborhood, mm-hmm. lots of insanity, lots of violence. And for me, I, these are kids I grew up, these are guys I grew up with, like I heard them. I definitely was not them. Mm-hmm. I knew them. And, you know, uh, they're in you. They're, you know, your whole life, I'm sure all these people that you've grown up with are, are in your body. And so when you're writing, it, it sort of just comes naturally. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it just, it, it, no. it comes boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. It just comes out of you. Yeah. Now, in regards sense. to the whole show, 
do you guys know when and how it will it will end? Or are you just going with it as Courtney, long as it'll as long as it'll take? Courtney has a vision for the show, and she definitely has a a um, a, a couple of uh, visuals that she has cemented in her head, and she knows that that's where she wants to go at the very last season, wherever that may be. Hmm. And so we have sort of gold uh, uh, signs or a gold post driving us to where we need to go. And that's why as storytellers, we need to like make sure we pace out so we don't get there too fast. Because mm-hmm. if we know in Courtney's head that this is exactly how the, ser- the, the series is going to end, then we need to pace it out and make sure we get to here and then go, oh, we have a couple of more that we need to get here. Mm-hmm. And then that's where we end it. And we have talked a lot about what that would be in the end. So I'd say she knows in her head, yes. And then... Uh- at your ta- how often at your table reads are you guys rewriting stuff like that doesn't go? It's really fun. Yeah, Courtney's really open to that. That's really great. At, when we have our table reads, we uh, definitely give the script to the actors. They read, and you know, some actors will will say all of a sudden start saying lines, and you just as you're listening to it, you know, you can hear it. You, you if you have a good ear for dialogue, you'll catch it, and you'll be like, "That's better than my line." <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you incorporate it. You okay. know, um, occasionally, yeah, that's what we do. We listen to like. And you know, and, and, all, and we'll hear a lots of them. But again, as a storyteller, you have to pick and choose. This makes sense to me. This doesn't make sense to me. I prefer this. You know, that kind of thing. To, to chime off of what we were just talking about, um, how involved? Because I, I think some of the uh, actors that have come to, through the studios have mentioned before that you guys somewhat sometimes include them in, in, I guess, building the character. How involved are they in the process? Yeah, in the beginning of the season, uh, our, our actors come into uh, the writers' room and talk to us, and we always like ask them questions. You know, like. What haven't you done that you'd like to do? Um, what are some of the things that you're really interested in? And if, only if, though, uh, if they resonate with us that it's truthful to the character, we'll incorporate them. But if we're like, this guy, you know, does juggling, um, I'm sorry, but Tommy doesn't juggle. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. you have to be uh, uh, judicious. Nice. And then uh, the final thing is, so now you came on board for just this season, correct? No, I or came in two. second season, yeah. Six, okay. And so... Um, you have a very uh, extensive background. I just want to uh, mention some of the things that you've been involved with. You were involved with the uh, Orange is the New Black. Yep. Nice. As well as The Shield. Yeah, I love uh, that Where show. you were the supervising pr- uh, producer and you were one of the writers. Yeah. So how did how did this bond between you and Courtney come about? I know we're, we're rapping, but how did that come about? You know, we um, uh, I, I, I directed a little movie called 45 with Mila Jovovich and Stephen mm-hmm. Dorff and Aisha Tyler. And that little independent film is very violent, raw, sort of gritty. Uh, and that got me my job on The Shield. And uh, the creator of The Shield saw it and gave me a job on that show. And then Orange, I had written another pilot, and Genji read it, and, and I got hired to do that show. And then with Courtney, uh, she read a pilot that I wrote um, and really liked it, and we met. And, you know, I, I'm, this is another great thing about our business, as storytellers as well, is that you walk into a room, and you just sit at a table, and you just get along with somebody, and mm-hmm. there's, like, immediate chemistry. Mm-hmm. And that was my experience with Courtney. As soon as I sit down at the table, we just – it just felt right. And I felt like I knew these characters in the show, and mm-hmm. we immediately we sort of – we bonded, and uh, we have a great relationship. We have a really good working relationship. Very nice. And also, you have um, you wrote for this new uh, pilot for Robert Downey Jr. Yes, and it's called um, it's untitled. It's untitled, yeah, and it has something to do with rehab, right? Yes, okay. And then you also wrote on something called Changes. A change is a play that I wrote um, that has currently uh, been optioned by Sidney Kimmel and Bill Horberg. Okay, and I'm uh, adapting the play for them as a film. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, I'm a playwright originally. That's yeah. what I came to. Yeah. 
I, I just wanted to, because, you know, earlier we were talking about your background. I just love that, you know, you are able to tell these stories. And, you know, a lot of it comes, I feel, genuinely from the heart. And I think Power is a perfect show for you. <laughs> Thank so. you so much. I yeah. felt the same way. That's why I'm so glad. I feel like I'm a big believer in that we all find our tribe. And I feel like I found my tribe. Awesome. Uh, yeah, with the show. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? I mean, just because we, we all, especially Bam and I, having done this show since season one, kind of look at the growth of it like, wow. I mean, and I do think that it's going to be hysteric, uh, historical. Yeah. And it already is. Yeah. There you go. You know? Thank you. Yeah. I feel like we have a lot of uh, good stories to tell, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, even next season. We are, we are too. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, we are too. And so um, we're going to go quickly into prediction. But um, does anybody die? Oh, yes. Yeah, would it be power if they yeah. didn't? Exactly. Yeah. Um, is there anything you can tell us before we give some prediction? No. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> yeah, right. Nice. Bam always tries yeah. in vagina. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, so. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I'll go. Um, I do think that Tariq's going to find out that, you know, Kanan is Sean's daddy. Um, and I do think that Dre's going to come through clutch in some shape or form. And, you know, I mentioned it earlier. Um, Tommy's going to come through. He's not working for Milan. Good. I have a lot of predictions, but I won't go through all of them. The one that I will say is somehow the recording, I don't think the button came off. I think that maybe somehow that that is going to be brought up and maybe that uh, Tommy and possibly Dre is going to get tied in somehow and they're going to jail. Yeah, That was my prediction as well, uh, going along with Robbins. Um, That is going to come back. That whole Ruiz thing, Dre's involved, Tommy's involved. I think all of that is going to circle back when. I don't know, but I think we'll we'll see it soon. Yeah. Um, Well, I don't believe that this... Milan can't die next week. It's 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 going to take some time to to kill him. So that means there has to be something else. And with the whole black tie event happening, um, someone's going to die at the club. And um, and so I am going to predict. TikTok. Um, TikTok. It's not, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, it has to be Dre because Sandoval no! is not. No! Sandoval is not I'm not killing Dre. Everybody in the task force is going to make it Dre out. Dre is not dead. He might get shot. I don't know. There, there has to be a series regular. <laughs> that, the there has to be a series regular that goes. And... <laughs> Um, All I can say to that is keep talking. <laughs> You'll see next week. Yeah, yeah some, somebody somebody has to die, and I'm not opposed to uh, killing Tariq either. I mean, you know, oh he's he, 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 he a thug now. He's a Tariq thug. is a hood rat. You know, he's, you know. Still Jordan. He's, he's Jordan. He's a yeah, slim sidekick. Yeah, but somebody, <laughs> somebody has what to if, go. Uh, what if Kanan dies? No, Fifty is not killing himself off a hot show. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But um, let everyone know where you can be found on social media. Uh, Gary Lennon, Gary underscore. I don't even know to be honest with you. It's like Gary underscore P Lennon or something like that. On Twitter, it's Gary P. There you go. There you go. That's me. There you go. Okay. <laughs> you guys can find me on all social media at Janisha underscore Miss Bi. And I am at Robin Ayers on all social media platforms. And what's up to you, YouTubers and Twitter followers? Yes. You can find me on all social media at Cornelia. And you can find me on all social media at Bam Erickson. And again, we want to thank our special guest, who is the executive producer and writer of what I think, or what we all think is the best show on best TV. Best show. Woo! Yes. Awesome. And, and Gary, um, we want
want some of that swag. Yes. That's yes. All right. Right. Get exactly. your swag, yeah. Stars.com. Yes, exactly. Want yeah. <laughs> that jacket on a size medium. There you go. So, <laughs> next week, you guys, uh, make sure that you tune in for this finale because it is going to be one hell of a finale. Uh, yes. We may have a very special guest, so you guys make sure that you keep it locked. And man. Woo. We'll next see y'all week. next time. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 